Well, good day and welcome to the online ministry for Inverell Anglian Church. My name's Matt. Uh, this has been prepared for Sunday, the 29th of October, 2023. Friends, this is a special fifth Sunday edition, uh, and you'll see why it's going to be extra special in a few moments' time. Uh, as we begin, let me read this sentence of scripture to start from Psalm 130. Here it says, If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Uh, it's the grace of our Lord uh, through Jesus that we can serve and honour our King. And so let's go to a time of praise where we do that to begin.
If you are a regular part of our church family here in Inverell, then today is a special day. And it's special because we formally kick off our partnership with a BCA ministry couple who are serving up in Darwin. Uh, that is Matt and Emily Goldman. Uh, Matt and Emily have been there for uh, since the start of this year. I've known Matt personally through time at Bible College, so he's a good friend of mine, and it's wonderful that we can partner with them in this way. Liz and I sat down with them during the week, and we thought we would share a little snippet of our conversation to help everyone here get to know them. Hey. Hello. Hi. I wonder if you could help us get to know yourselves a little bit, Matt and Em. Um, yeah, so Matt and Em uh, grew up, I grew up kind of all over the place, Dad's defence, but did my high schooling in Canberra and moved to Sydney for uni. Um, Matt grew up south coast of New South Wales, also moved to Sydney for uni and then eventually ended up at college. And we kind of met in his second year of college um, when I met Matt, I'd actually already made the decision that I was going to come and work in, in the emergency department up in Darwin for a year because I had some close friends living up here and they kept saying we need more doctors and we need more people at our church. So I'm doing my GP training. I'm currently working at an Aboriginal health service that's 25 minutes down the road. Um, and then also about us, I'm currently 19 weeks pregnant, which is oh, most really? exciting, but I'm also a bit <laughs> so we are due in the end of March next year with a baby girl. Wow, that's super exciting. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, Jervis Bay, which is a great place to grow up. Grew up on the beach. But yeah, so like I, I grew up there, spent a fair chunk of time. Moved up to Sydney when I was finished school, studied uh, event production and audio design. The main things I did was large-scale musical theatre, and I also worked for major sporting events. How did you go from working in media and entertainment and productions to Bible college? Yeah, I was so on the side while I was doing those kind of major events and I was working more and more in, a, in an environment that was very much not Christian. Uh, I was convicted that, that it was more important for people to hear and know the gospel. And I think having grown up not in Sydney, I didn't want to stay in Sydney and be in a church in Sydney. Uh, uh, which is part of why the perk of Darwin worked out really well. And so how did that partnership start? There's a lot of need in Darwin, but the church can't afford it. So the church, the Bishop and Bush Church Aid started having conversations saying, look, is there a way we can make this happen? And so through God's uh, generosity, he made that all kind of fall into place. And what is the church you're at at the moment? Yeah, so we're at uh, Christchurch Cathedral in, in the Darwin city. So yeah. what did it look like then to be BCA field staff? Well, the church can't afford it at all. And so my main role is evening service uh, congregation minister. And I also do the kids and youth ministry in the morning. But it wasn't big enough to really be able to afford it itself, even though it needed the time of another person. So BCA happily supported that, um, but also get the great joy of being able to partner with you guys, with other churches uh, in that kind of relational and prayer capacity. You've just started this year. What are the things that you are most excited about? Yeah, I I love our evening service. I love just being able to spend time with people where they're at um, and support them and, and kind of 
speak the gospel into their lives, um, whether it be from up the front or individual one-to-one conversations and growth groups. And what are some of the things you're, so, you're excited about? Yeah, similarly, like the city of Darwin is quite a young population, quite transient, people moving for work or maybe study. Um, so it is really nice to kind of in that time that people are up here, get to know them and help them grow. Um, but, yeah, also exciting to think about what next year will look like and hopefully we get more new people coming along and we'll definitely have a few people that will be sending off. Yeah, so excited for the opportunity to continue to watch the night service grow, hopefully in numbers, but also kind of as a church family. Um, uh, how how we can support you, what you would find useful that we can do for you? I mean, obviously we can pray for you. Is there anything mm. else that we can do apart from that? And obviously we'll get some prayer points in a while. Yeah, I mean, look, if anyone wants to visit, we're always mm-hmm. happy to see okay. people come along. Um, look, I... I think prayer is one of the biggest things. Um, you know, we, we appreciate the prayer, but actually just, just letting us know that you prayed. Uh, we have a BCI email address. Yeah. And and in the monthly prayer cycle, when people pray for us, we get these emails that it's just said, you know, it doesn't it doesn't ask for a response. It just says, prayed for you. I think we'd also love to know what's happening for you guys as a church. It's really nice hearing from other churches and being reminded of that partnership and definitely we've felt very supported by BCA and it's really yeah exciting and humbling knowing that there are people all across Australia that are kind of emotionally in this with us and yeah yeah it's really been very cool. What things can we be praying for you? It's it's starting to get hot um so so pray for us with energy levels people at this time of year just capacities really drop so just pray for our energy at the moment. Um, and that's not just us, it's everyone in the church. Um, there's still a lot that needs to happen. You know, we're, we're building up to Christmas. It's a big time of year, but people are just tired. I think pray for uh, just more and more opportunity. A lot of Darwin don't know the gospel. Prayer um, for over the Christmas and New Year period when people are coming and going, that we'd be sending people off well and welcoming new people in also well and I, and I think lastly pray for us uh, particularly as Em's pregnant um, pray for her and good health and yeah just that all the changes that will no doubt come with that uh, that God would be with us through that thanks for helping yeah, our church really family good. get to know you because uh, we'll, we'll love you and definitely be praying for you thanks for the time this morning thank you guys uh, thank you Well, it was great to sit down with Matt and Em during the week, and we hope that you will join us in partnering with them, uh, both as we support them financially and through prayer as well. Uh, We're going to have a time a bit later on where we can be praying for them, but now we come to the ministry of God's Word. And now as we come to open up God's Word, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, please fill us with your will. Please fill us with your Word. May we hear it, know it, know you better and love you more as a result. Uh, Father, please use us in this time to grow us in Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, our Bible readings today begin in Romans chapter 1, verses 8 through to 17. And then our psalm for today is Psalm 119, verses 57 to 64. And finally, uh, we go to Romans 15, verses 17 to 22, and then picking up at 
verse 30 through to 33. So pause the video now, have a read of those, and we'll come back together to think about some of the implications for us. Well, why do Christians tell others that we'll be praying for them? Maybe you yourself have said that to someone this week. Maybe in the past you've said it to someone, but, but you've forgotten. But why do Christians do that? Why do we say, I'll be praying for you? I think the answer is that we have some kind of sense that prayer is a vital part of supporting and loving one another. And so it's not wrong for us to promise to be praying for someone. I mean, at least as long as we're actually doing it. And in fact, that's what we're committing to do for Matt and M. Goldman today, as we link with them as uh, in our BCA partnership. Now, today, uh, we're in the middle of our Praying with Paul series. Uh, this is the fifth Sunday, and so this will be particularly short today. But we're just going to look at the last four verses of Romans 15, and I want us to be encouraged by what Paul says about prayer, or what the implications are, as he encourages the Roman Christians to be praying for him and his ministry. And so hopefully you've got that open. Let's look at it now. The last four verses of Romans 15. Uh, the first thing I want you to see from Paul's encouragement is that prayer is a response to personally knowing the gospel. And we can see that as we read verse 30. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying for me. Right, he's urging, urging them to pray. And there's, there's two bases for this. The first of which is by our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, he's saying, if you know Jesus is Lord, then be praying. Right, if you understand the gospel, if it's impacted your life, then join with me as I'm working for him in the world. Uh, Christians pray because we know Jesus we've received the gospel. The second basis is that the love of the Spirit. In other words, he's saying, if God's Spirit is working in you, uh, then you'll have a love for other believers, and that love will motivate us to pray, as it should motivate these Roman Christians to pray for Paul, because there's a unity in the Spirit there, a love that comes out. And so a really quick implication here for us, we need to remember that our prayerfulness towards others, or lack thereof, is actually a reflection of our grasp of who Jesus is and how well we love. Uh, if we are not praying, then we can hardly say that we are loving. The second thing to see here from Paul's encouragement is that prayer is a part of gospel partnership. And notice in verse 30 how he describes what he's urging them to do. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Now, Paul is saying that although these people are literally over a thousand miles away, by prayer, they are still able to effectively work side by side with him in ministry. See, by prayer, there is a gospel partnership going on. And the reason that uh, prayerful partnerships are needed is because, as Paul describes it here, uh, the ministry that he's involved in is a struggle. And by struggling in prayer, we actually join with other people in their gospel struggles. Now, 
some of you might might be thinking or, or saying, hey, I, I pray for others in ministry, but I wouldn't actually call it a struggle. And if that's the case, well, maybe we're not praying for others as earnestly or as urgently or as persistently as we should. In Ephesians 6, Paul makes it really clear why ministry, uh, why prayer for ministry is needed. And that's because gospel ministry, it's not a physical struggle. No, it's a spiritual, it's a supernatural struggle. And if that's the case, then we need the right weapons in the battle that we're in. And chief among these is this kind of earnest, urgent and persistent prayer. Now, this, is, this is how we can say we are partnering with the Goldmans up in Darwin in their ministry. Yes, because we partner with them financially, but even more importantly, because we are joining them in their struggle through prayer. And we do so remembering that they're not involved in a kind of intellectual battle to win people to know Jesus, but it's a spiritual battle, one in which we need God to be at work in people's hearts, softening them so that they can respond in faith. And to this end, we pray, because we know that prayer is an essential part of gospel partnerships. Now, as we look to verse 31, we see Paul encouraging them to pray for two specific ministry outcomes. Verse 31, he says, Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there. Now, a key thing for the context here is to remember that from our time in Acts, you might remember, uh, Paul, he's on his third missionary journey as he's writing this. He's, he's been on his way back and he's taking a collection of support from the Gentile churches to help out the struggling Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. And so he's planning to go to Jerusalem to drop it off and to keep going on his way with ministry. And so he's praying for safety, not necessarily self-preservation, but simply that the unbelieving Jews wouldn't get in the way of his further missionary plans. And secondly, you see there, Uh, He's praying that the gift would be received favorably by the Christians in Jerusalem, right? This is is kind of a a growing in Christ prayer, if you like, that the Jerusalem Christians would see their unity with the Gentile Christians and not kind of look down on them, but receive their gift in grace. That is what Paul is asking these guys in Rome to pray for. And so you might ask, well, what do we do with this? Obviously, we can't pray this kind of, this exact prayer uh, for people around us. But like what Paul is encouraging, it's good for us to be praying that good gospel ministry wouldn't be unnecessarily hindered by those outside the church. Uh, Likewise, we can also pray that good gospel ministry would be received well and produce growth of those who are inside the church. Now, as we step back, those are two specific things that we can pray from this. And those would be excellent things for us as a church to be praying for Matt and M in their ministry also. But as we get to verse 32 now, we notice that for Paul, these specific prayers, they aren't an end of themselves. They're part of praying for future gospel possibilities. Now, verse 32, Paul asks for prayer for these things so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. Now, in praying that he might reach this church in Rome and be refreshed, Paul is not praying for a holiday. Right? No, verse 24 earlier tells us 
that he hopes that this might be an opportunity to be strengthened in their gospel partnership as he plans to go on to Spain to keep going with the gospel to this unreached group of people, right? Who people who don't know Jesus yet. That's what he's praying. Now, these are prayers of the Apostle Paul. And I think you have to agree with me. They're, they're not bad prayers. There's good gospel ministry outcomes from them. But I wonder how we expect these kind of prayers to be answered. That perhaps surprisingly, as we look at the back end of Acts, uh, it seems like maybe God answers one of these with a yes. Uh, but I mean, Acts 21, it seems like uh, the gift is probably received well by the church in Jerusalem. We're not really told. But then straight after that, uh, Paul is like he's, he's taken by the unbelieving Jews. He's put in prison. He's taken them to trial. He's arrested. And in Acts 28, we find that eventually Paul does get taken to, to Rome, but it's as a prisoner. And there's significant doubt as to whether he even made it to Spain in the end or not. And we might ask, why wouldn't God say yes to these kind of prayers? And perhaps for you, you've asked that about some of your own prayers that haven't been answered with a yes. In prayers for yourself or for someone else or for a ministry, perhaps. Why wouldn't God answer it with a yes? And the simple answer is that only God knows the end from the beginning. Only God knows the best end. Only God knows the best way there. And God doesn't answer Paul's prayers in the way that he hopes for, but the answer that he does give is the best possible answer. And we know it's the best possible answer because it's God's answer. And that's true for us in our prayers as well whether for ourselves, for others we love, for other ministries, or even for our gospel partnership with Matt and M up in Darwin. And so we need to be encouraged by that today. And we need to be remembering that prayer comes from being gospel people and remembering that prayer is a key part of any gospel partnership we have.
Well, as we come to a time of prayer, let's pause now and especially commit to the Lord, uh, Matt and Em. Uh, they shared some prayer points with us in their in their little interview, and there are plenty more things to be giving thanks for. Uh, let's pause and lift all this to the Lord as we partner with them in prayer. Bound to get 
Well, friends, as we finish, uh, take this encouragement to pray from Paul at the end of Ephesians 6. He says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. Uh, May we do that. May we do that in partnership with Matt and Em. Uh, May we do that as we think about what God is doing through us in this part of the world, and in fact, all around the world. Our friends, let's always turn to the Lord, committing things to him in prayer. See you next time.